0: so
1: I have (sighs) done it cage come here I I want you wow hi hi did you have a good America day
0: as good as you can living in when you're living in America I uh,
1: I didn't really go to the birthday party this year
0: you do as good as you can you know I ate hot dogs it was my excuse to eat hot dogs
1: so you'll eat a hot dog
0: Oh, I'll eat a hot dog.
1: Really? Absolutely. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah. I prefer, I prefer... A broth? Like a, like a worst. Yeah. yeah. Or a good, like, sausage, you know, like mm-hmm. a good, like, smoked sausage yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, I'll lapse. like, would I also prefer it be like an all beef, kind of like better hot yeah. dog?
1: Yes. Kosher hot dog?
0: But will, I mean, uh, you know, if it's, it's, if it has been put on a grill... Or smoked like these were yesterday I don't really give a shit I'll Dude, eat it, whatever
1: if you grill And I'm not talking a boiled hot dog
0: I'm, I'm children, bummed out
1: by a boiled hot dog If you grill a hot dog Yeah I will eat those assholes and lips and elbows all Yeah, time. I don't give a
0: shit I don't care
1: Whatever Yeah Yeah Well That's good Welcome, Macy, to episode 255 I'm keeping 255. track these days 255, wow up at the top of my notes, so I feel the need to tell you every time what episode hey, number that's is. that's good, because I, I never know. Cool, man. Yeah. Listen here. Uh, this is wobah It's WBAH. It's the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Uh, my name is Charlie, and I like to turn it up, turn it turn up, turn it up, Pacho. Pacho. <laughs>
0: it's all you can hear now, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Are you Dude, ruined? You've root it for me. You've root. <laughs> you've root. Group. Everybody, go listen to Orinoco Flow. Which, anyway, just listen to it. Just because, because that song I still
0: hold firm as being one of the most incredible. The fact that that was a radio single is the, on the spectacular. Radio, like in India. one of the biggest radio signals uh, singles ever. Like I mean, it was just like everywhere. It was, it was the soundtrack for like multiple summers. Yeah. We are uh, so
1: uh, fucking good though. So I've, anyway, glad I've that heard I did. Many, that. Mi- oh, but and this is my cousin Macy.
0: Oh yeah. Um my name is Macy. And um I am Macy. That is that's Period. the truth. Say I it with confidence. The essence of all Macy's of the world. Whoa! I am the root, yes.
1: Jesus Christ! Yeah,
0: yeah. Did you know that?
1: I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah. You're uh, welcome. I've heard many interpretations of the lyrics of that song, and mm. and they are all now. Whenever I hear it, all I hear are the words that it's not. So it's not turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, up. Adieu. It's turn it up, up. Papa Joe. Yeah. Thanks
0: a lot. I, for most that. of my songs. Most of my when I listen to Inya, and this is even with listening to Inya for a large portion of my life, it's still Luann saying Marmaduke, basically. Like I <laughs> I don't know the words. I'm just putting what I think she's saying
1: hey on top Lady of it. Like, I don't uh, know. It's, but it's fun for me. Another one I have, and this is this is stuck in my head as someone told me once that they did not hear the words as uh Sail away, sail away, sail away. They heard, say the word, say the word, say the word. (laughs) Say
0: the word, say Say the the word, word, say the word. word. I I can see that. Yeah, Yeah, I can see that.
1: Keep that one in Uh, your your pocket next time that song comes on, because I know it comes on frequently. Oh, I love it so much. I love it so much. I
0: love it so much. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yes. What are you talking about today?
1: Listen, here, the first thing I want to talk about to you. It, actually, the first thing I want to talk about is that print. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's yeah. what? It's, uh, it's getting close. If not, uh, when when is that in? End? That's ending on the, the 19th. 19th.
0: The 19th. The 19th. So ends. we are in the month of the end of this print, the last time that you will ever be able to get it. If you see the album art and you love just the absolute just incredible sight that you see which is Lyra's depiction of the burning witch uh and it is just it's i i look at it i just look at it sometimes yeah
1: yeah yeah i love the uh the hand movement there oh the 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 eyelashes the curly yeah yeah very good i love that the
0: eyelashes are on fire
1: the eyelashes are on fire and i love the little rosy cheeks the little circular yeah. rosy cheeks. It's such a, it's such a, it's a stylist. I, I know that term somewhere, but it's just the little circle on the cheek. It's very cute. Uh, also, it's Lyra's birthday. So, hey, just throwing that out. Y'all,
0: it's Lyra's birthday. Uh, so, support our favorite artist. It should yeah. be your favorite artist, too. But support our favorite Whoa. artists. Happy birthday, Lyra. Send her some love today uh, in the coven. She's in there lurking. Uh, so, y'all just... We love Lyra. Tell Lyra happy birthday. Um, and yeah, so snatch that print up, if and you want it, uh, because it'll be gone forever. So so deeply forever. So deep into the ethers will it go into yes. the west.
1: So serious about it. It goes into the west and everything. <laughs> it shall diminish and go into the west and remain Into the west. And place of a dark print you would have a light print. <laughs> ah, and terrible as the dawn okay uh the amount of times i run through that entire speech in my head is unnecessary it's
0: very motivating Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i'm talking to you (laughs) about you know what's funny to me is Uh. we always name the episodes what we're talking about sure So to the listener out there, they already know. And then they just have to listen to us bullshit for 40 minutes until we even say what we're talking about. And And they're like, and we act like it's some reveal. Yeah. And they're just like, get on with it. Come on. I'm talking to you about Parsley.
0: Have we never talked about Parsley? We've never
1: talked about Parsley, dude. Really? Yeah.
0: We've talked about sage, rosemary, and thyme.
1: (gasps) That sounds like a song.
0: You know, I I should write that. You should
1: write that. (laughs) Good. Sing it. Sing it real good. Speaking of singing, well, tell me what you're talking about first.
0: So I'm talking, all right, do you ever, bro, do you ever just get into a topic and you're like, you know what? What's that about? And like you get into it and then you realize like this is like a super deep historical, vast global, and you're just like, But like, you're in it. So this is one of those. And it caught me by surprise, (laughs) because this is something that on the outside might look a little bit humble, might be something you skip over. But I'm talking about lodestones today.
1: Oh, all right, all right, all right. And I'm going to try not to giggle every time you say lodestone. (laughs) Okay. I got to Google it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I didn't know if it came in any other form besides the like the shards that you can get, the shards of lodestone. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen like a bit, like a lodestone before. Like you can get them in like little nubbins. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. 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 yeah. Well, before that, before we talk about the nubbins and before we do mm. anything else, back to this, back to the singing bit. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere in some world, this timeline makes sense. We have a Patreon shout out. That's right. This episode, all of it, every drip every little hot nutritional bit every drip is uh <laughs> dedicated to our patreon pa- patreon pa- patreon i they say it weird over there so i'm not sure how to say it but to our supporter christina g
0: okay christina g Ooh, four syllables that we're working with today
1: Christy Nachi Christy
0: <laughs> Papa Joe <laughs> Oh goodness sorry I see the first one that came into my head is one that I feel like I've done before so I'm trying to think of another one What what is it though <clears throat> It's very sappy but it fits it's a good four syllable one what uh, is it, though? So now I come to you, Christina G. Was it G? Yes. (laughs) Right when I was saying like the final ta syllable, it flew out. It
1: just flew out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love the, I love the, change from just bold confidence of the, <laughs> the, the to just uh, question mark. Thank you, Christina chi <laughs> Uh and uh you you go first today, dude.
0: Okay. All right. Golly. All right. This is a lot of stuff that I'm gonna be hurling at you today because we are traveling. Load, big load. Why well, it is a load, heavy load. load. Um we're traveling all over the world today. Share the load. Share the load. He <laughs> says he makes such a little butthole mouth when he E-oh. says "load" in that scene. That. Yeah.
1: Say
0: load. <laughs> 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 all right, listen to me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for me, lodestones are something that I've always kind of wondered about. You know, I've seen them. I've heard about them. I've seen them as like additions into spells and whatnot. I'm always like, what is going on with this? You know, it just looks kind of like a a homely little rock. And it,
1: what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I knew there was something vaguely, something going on about them being magnetic. That was going on. I knew that there was a magnetism going on. But that's about it. But we went all over the world today, and I didn't expect it. So what is a lodestone? It is. The way you paused
1: made me think you wanted me to answer, and I got scared.
0: You mean you don't know? (laughs) That's okay. That's all right. That's okay. Because I'm going to tell you. The lodestone is a naturally magnetized piece of the mineral magnetite. (gasps) And... So we're really here's the deal. So we're looking at magnetite here, but we're looking at a very rare special situation with magnetite going on. But lodestones essentially are naturally occurring magnets uh, which can attract iron and so really the properties of magnetism was really first discovered in ancient history through lodestones. They were highly important to the development of the world and so
1: freaked out about it
0: well of course they were seen as alive special Mm. magical you know because you're seeing a property of something that seems it's able to have a will of its own draw things to it and yeah so of course they were seen as something very special and then they became something also deeply deeply useful so we're going to, here's the deal. I'm going to be really real with you up front. Uh oh. I still struggle with the concept of magnetism and the, the poles and all of that just really kind of blows me away, you know, and it's very confusing to me, but I'm going to try my best. We're just going to kind of do very top, top bullet points here. Surface of level. Wild what's wild. going on? Yes. Right. So magnetism is one of the it's just a force of nature. It is a fundamental force of nature, and it is produced by uh, its movements of electrons. So we're getting down to like the electron level here, going back to high school. Fucking, I don't know physics, whatever it was that you learned? Like the my brain the, immediately started the, power, power. the shelf and all of that. And so metals are considered to be magnetic when the. Individual atoms have like the poles of the individual ions, which you know we're getting into sciency words here, and I'm already breathing heavy. But yeah, know, they align to create like a polarization in correlation with the poles of the Earth, and so. Uh, so like an example of like, you know, like, so that's just kind of what's going, going on here. I'm going to give you more examples of that as we, as we go on throughout this topic. So there is a scale called the magnetic, su- magnetic Susceptibility Scale. So things that could be magnetized, you know, it's a ranking of like how magnetized something could be under, you know, the right circumstances that or seems whatever. pretty loose. Kind of, yeah. And so <laughs> the lowest is zero naturally so you okay. get a full-on zero if you just have no susceptibility to magnetism i don't have any examples of what that would be uh,
1: but uh, uh, uh dirt i don't know t-
0: i'm to give you some uh no because dirt's full of minerals that are magnetic. yeah no no i, I learned yeah, that because yeah, magnetite really, apparently okay, is a all a in fucking, beach sand and shit uh, um, fuego okay uh yes 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 sure um I, fago or fuego, fago. fuego?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay fire
0: <laughs> yeah Okay, all right. So, to give you an idea of kind of just like how very magnetic magnetite is compared to other things, so on this scale, it is it has a rating of twenty for a magnetic uh, susceptibility, and the second most one closest to that is chromite, which only has a magnetic susceptibility that is like one twentieth of magnetite. So that's. Like how much more magnetic magnet or susceptible to magnetism magnetite is. Does that make sense? Sure. It's at a 20. The one closest to it is at one twentieth of it. So I guess it's a one. I feel like that would have been an easier way to write that sentence. But whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So. Science
1: can't be made easy.
0: I just know it cannot. So. Lodestones are naturally magnetized pieces of magnetite Because the thing is as While there's a good bit of magnetite all over the, the earth Only a small percentage of it is naturally magnetized Oh, And how? You know, I was wondering like, okay, so what's the deal? So here, we don't know for sure We are pretty sure But we don't know for sure Which I love that anyway Sweet, I always love it yeah. when we're just like I, I, we think it's this uh <laughs> kind of I don't um, know. so the the prevailing theory which is fucking lit is that it is st- magnetite that has been struck by lightning Whoa. and which is cool as sick, hell sick. and this theory is uh further uh like Solidified uh, by the fact that generally lodestones are only found towards the surface of the Earth, not deep down. So places that could be impacted by uh, a massive lightning strike and the huge amount of energy that comes out of that. Um, so until that happens, magnetite again is highly susceptible to being mag- you know magnet being magnetic. Um, but it's just kind of there's waiting for it until lightning just comes and just like punches it and is like you're a magnet now <laughs> and it is so the way that this works apparently so one it makes like a kind of a forever magnet which is really cool hmm. and so it's something that is just f- like forever magnetized and the way that this happens apparently, i so want to all...
1: be forever magnetized
0: there it is so it's like you're gonna squeeze them syllables in there and you <laughs> did um <laughs> uh so we got go, so as i mentioned earlier magnetism is really there it's at the electron level the movement of the electrons and apparently when an like a super instantaneous strike of lightning which is a massive huge burst and discharge of electrons this basically it creates this super it, it creates the magnetic field apparently i've got a lot of sources that are going to be linked today oh, um and When it hits close to the surface that happens to be a a patch of magnetite, this intense magnetic field, basically it forces the molecules in magnetite to be more perfectly aligned to magnetism. And it's able to do that because of its susceptibility. Is everybody just fucking bored? Anyway, anyway, this is how magnets, that's how that happens.
1: I, I was actually thinking of somebody out there who's like, oh, yeah, I know that.
0: I See, all I'm thinking of the people out there who are scientists who are here listening to me fumble through this, just like, you fucking dumbass. It's um, <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> it's okay, yeah.
0: I expect it. Um, so, and this is really useful. So today, we might not have as much of a concept as to how much change a magnet could bring to the world. And uh, a lot, a lot of things can be Changed with that. How would Uh, you
1: like pick up those cars and like put mobsters in them and then crush them and then make them little into little squares and then have those movies where that's how you get rid of bodies without a magnet?
0: See, you're asking the important questions. Yeah, yeah, and (laughs) so. First, though, let's get into why they are called lodestones. Mm-hmm. That's that's the question here, because really, we're not talking about magnetite specifically today. We're talking about lodestones, and really, the the name comes from the uh, kind of like Old English, Middle English term, uh, which it, it translates leading stone course stone uh and kind of load was an old term for the word journey or huh. v- like away and this is because lodestones were used to create the world's first compasses
1: whoa there we go there it is
0: and there's so there's debate debate on how far back this goes which is always fun and i have a few different theories for you know this isn't you, but you'll know i just go down the fucking history rabbit holes and i just love it so much and it's interesting so so
1: fuck off
0: so just take it uh anyway so we have writings in the sixth century bce greek philosopher fails of Miletus, uh, oh, yeah, that uh you know you know the one uh So they were, this was the Greeks credited discovery. This is 6th century BCE of the magnetic ability of lodestone uh, attracting iron to it. And uh, so it's believed the word magnet actually comes from lodestones found in Magnesia and like Anatolia. So it's like where it, it comes from. So there's writings there. And there's a lot of interesting Greek writings about uh, these magnetic stones and like this whole place that like you could go that was just like an archway made out of lodestone and magnetism. Like it seems, and I, it, this gets me into some confusing stuff later because I was like trying to figure out like okay, where are lodestones found all over the world? That is should not be as hard of a question right. as it as it was to figure out because it is all over the place. But I'm gonna get into that in a little bit. So anyway, then we let's take a trip now to Asia, where we observe uh, the first Chinese literary references to magnetism fourth century BC. And this is in a book that translates to the title Book of the Devil Valley Master, which is badass. I don't know anything about it, but the title alone, I was just like, awesome, awesome. (laughs) And uh, written, there's more writings in the second century BC uh, in uh, a text that explained basically the lodestone makes iron come to it. Like it was clearly written and understood like, okay, this, yes, this happens. This stone makes iron attract to it. It had been observed and noted and there were experiments being done at the time of like using it to create tools that we would now call compasses because currently in proven history, like in documented history in China was where the first compasses were created. But there is, there's another theory. Oh, there was a strange artifact that was found uh, in on an Olmec site in Central America. And we, it's maybe pushed back the uh, alleged creation of the compass and also can answer a lot of questions, perhaps, uh, as to the incredible structures that were created in Mesoamerica. So we have an, an American astronomer named John Carlson, who has created a theory around this artifact, this artifact called M160 that was found in San Lorenzo. Uh, <laughs> M160? M160, okay. yeah, uh, in San Lorenzo, which I believe is in the Veracruz reg- region of Mexico, Um didn't double check that though, but it was in the source. So I feel like it should be correct. Uh, And so this is a really interesting site for a lot of reasons. And I uh, have some of his writings, unfortunately, in this in this uh, paper that was written by uh, by Carlson, I could only get the abstract. So I could only kind of find the opening kind of Of the paper, but it was very interesting. And uh, so, first of all, San Lorenzo is uh, noted as the first civilized center of Mesoamerica and probably of the New World. We're talking around the 12th century BCE. So, way old. And, you know, there is, of course, the knowledge that uh, China was for sure utilizing the compass for navigation by the 12th century AD so 1200 AD but there's potential here that this says that in the 12th century BCE before common era the olmec people were utilizing compasses made from magnetized stones huh. which is really interesting and subsequently, then, other peoples of Mesoamerica, such as the Maya, the Aztecs, would have you been utilizing compasses, as well as time unfolded. And here's John Carlson's writing about the artifact. So this is direct words. Considering the unique morphology, the purposefully shaped and polished bar with a groove and composition, uh, the magnetic mineral with magnetic movement in the floating plane of M160, and acknowledging that the Olmec were a sophisticated people who possessed advanced knowledge and skill in working iron ore materials. I would suggest for consideration that the early formative artifact M160 was probably manufactured and used as what I have called a zeroth order compass, if not a first-order compass. The data I have presented in this article supports this hypothesis, although they are not sufficient to prove it. <clears throat> that M160 could be used today as a geomagnetically directed pointer is undeniable, The original whole bar may indeed have been pointed close to magnetic north or south. The groove functions well as a siding mark and a slight angle make it or makes it with the axis of the bar appears to be the result of calibration rather than accident. A negative supporting argument is that M160 looks utilitarian rather than decorative and no other function for the object other than that of a compass pointer has been suggested by anyone who has examined it critically. (laughs) What is such a point? I love it when I was just like, nice sentence, bro. Solid.
1: (laughs) I love it when you can tell that they are like, how can I phrase this scientific? Just to
0: really drive this home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks su- like a compass. It's a compass, guys. Uh, so whether such a pointer would have been used to point to something astronomical or geomagnetic uh, is entirely open to speculation. So this is still theory, but I find this fascinating, and it could help to explain how they were able to construct some of just incredibly precise structures that Nowadays, like we can tell, even though so the you know the poles shift, which is another thing that really confuses me that I don't really grasp. But over time, they can trace it back and see there is direct orientation going on with these temples. And, you know, it, it, they're perfect. And this helps to explain that. And there's also Olmec statues, uh, including some of the famous colossal heads, which if you've not seen pictures of these, you need to because it's incredible. Uh, but they have like intentionally, it oh, seems. What
1: are, they, what are they? Colossal heads?
0: The yeah the Olmec colossal heads and, and they're absolutely beautiful. They are absolutely like gorgeous, and they're from uh, I don't remember if they were found in San Lorenzo as oh, well, yeah. but they are okay, okay, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just incredible. But some of them have like intentionally magnetized temples or cheeks, Ooh. like specific locations that have been like on purpose. There's also like a jaguar statue that has both paws up, and they're like the paws are magnetized to north Sick. and south there's like a little turtle statue that was found with its top of its head magnetized pointing due north. It's just very interesting, you know, like statues of people with their navel specifically, only the navel magnetized. And it's like, Hmm. it seems that was intention, like that was intentional. And there was an understanding of magnetism done. And it would just explain a lot, you know. Uh, And I just wanted to include this to, to show the like, how magnetism like today, we're just like, oh, yeah, magnets, you know, it's like, yeah. magnetism changed everything and an under like p- humans magnetism or an understanding of magnetism was massive. And of course we know that animal world utilizes the magnetic field, like birds use it to navigate animals, use it to navigate. Um, and this was humans utilizing it via tools to use it, to build things, navigate, expand. It's was, very interesting.
1: What was the pigeon that got shot 20 times and lived?
0: Oh hell. What was that bird's name? Uh, I don't remember. It's almost been a year now, but it was a cute Smitty. name. It translated to friend, I think. I don't remember. Now, I will say that this was a little bit of a departure because the bar that was found, the tool that was found, artifact M160 is hematite, which is also magnetic. Ooh. But I did want to include it just because of like that was like an example of, well, not necessarily a lodestone, how a magnetic stone could be vital and, and change the world. And... So let's talk about magic here. I just threw a whole bunch of magnetism stuff at you and s- some science stuff that okay, I fumbled through. Moves. I literally have a mild headache in, <laughs> behind I know, I, my t- fucking right eye.
1: Dude, as soon as the science st- started, I, I was like gripping the table. Like, stay here, Charlie. <laughs> yes, I know. It's so hard. <laughs> and I, I hate it
0: because it's so interesting. But no, when it gets into the nitty gritty, I'm just like, yeah. What?
1: Yeah. Uh, I need somebody to come through and to teach like, it to me. Y- explain like i five. yeah.
0: Yeah, yes. And okay, so let's talk about magic, which is really fun because there was a distribution of lodestones. All over the place. So there's influences all over with lodestones and magic and how they were viewed and used. Uh, It's just very, very interesting. Uh, But one thing that you get a lot of is that it attracts. Because, of course, it's a magnet. People Mm -hmm. see it attract things. And you're going to get a very pragmatic, yeah, okay, I'm going to use this for attracting things. And uh, it's a forever magnet. And it's also a mystery. It was this mystical thing that had, uh, it was alive, a life of its own. And, you know, this is just, it it was very useful if you were wanting to draw things in. And what you were wanting to draw in could be very versatile. Uh, In, like, you know, medieval Europe, there was a lot of, you use lodestones to keep your spouses uh, at bay. And uh, that's not, not, like, only, uh, that's not, like, solely limited to there. That was just, like, one example. Like, I mean, it's, like, that's a biggie. Um, <laughs> that, like, big time. Uh, but That was just one of, like, a good old one I found from, like, getting on back into, like, medieval times that was being used for that shit. Um, I can, you know, so... Tr- Attracting love, attracting money, uh, success, it's magnetic and the properties of, you know, they're very influential. It has an energy of its own, and it could be influential in a spell. And what I thought was really interesting about lodestones, uh, and I found this uh, on an article on Original Botanica, uh, and it's that uh, they can be, and you care for them as uh, almost like a pet. Um, it's alive and it's treated with respect and cared for. And, uh, you know, if you have a lodestone that you have working for you and a spell, check in with it now and again, feed it, kind of rub a little metal, something on it, or give it like a nail, you know, and like, let it just like, you're kind of just letting it, you're stirring it up and and it's feeding it. And I just, I I really like that concept. I, I think it's neat when you can partner things, uh, with that, you know, like and give it like that element of uh, autonomy, I guess. And that way it's kind of like puppets, you know, Um, and that you just kind of have a it's like a little partner that you're working with. Yeah. And so I did see that uh, there were uh, it's not so easy to uh, deprogram. So if you have like a lodestone working for something uh, generally it's not something or like, and I guess it could be up to the practitioner here, but, uh, a lot of the times it's like, you might just want to bury it and let that one go, yeah. you know, when it's done, because it's just like, because it, it, it reprogramming it to just be like, all right, work for this now is not quite so simple. Oh. Uh, for, so it's like, I, I don't really know why that is. And that was something that's interesting about researching this because, these were so influential all over the world. It's kind of hard to know where these all come from, like where all of these theories all come from. Um, But that one was very common Uh, is that, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to just switch gears with it.
1: If it, if it holds tight to something, you know, I mean, it makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's like pointed due North for what it is working on, you know, and like, in a sense, like it's focused, so um it, it, it made it made sense to me and apparently you want to be careful with these guys you don't really want to get them wet you know they can kind of get like they can oxidize apparently a bit um and you don't want to drop it now I don't understand how this works, but apparently you can drop it and it kind of can fuck with its magne- magnetic ability what I don't does know that mean I don't know <laughs> I don't know I'm so confused by all of it (laughs) and uh, so you just want to keep it in a safe place try not to drop it you know keep it dry um cleanse it under the moon if you just kind of want to give it like some good you know or you can bury it for a night kind of send it back to earth for a little bit and let it just kind of vibe with the earth's magnetic field for a night um now here's where i'm going to get into finding out like where exactly all of these came from because it's really fucking confusing so really it magnetite seems to be located pretty a large it's all it's all around the world (laughs) and different places it's you know and but but i would be like okay cool so where are lodestones found because like you know lightning is also all over the world too um and that's apparently a really difficult question so like because i found in one source that uh like there was really big sources of lodestones from South Africa like there's a big there's mines there in lodestones in South Africa and just in places in Africa but when i looked on mindat i like and they had a map of all of like the places there weren't any there but like there were some over here but then when i searched specifically like mindat South Africa lodestones magnetite there it was and so it's just like okay so just we what so i don't really know but South Africa is a uh, apparently there are uh there's a lot of magnetite there for certain. um, But from one source that I found as well as just kind of seemingly like there's some, there's a a good amount that uh, come from there, lodestone wise Um, and uh, North America uh, is another one. Like we know that they were being utilized in Mesoamerica, but also in the U S there are lodestones that are um, found mined. I, it's very confusing to me. I, this shouldn't have been as hard as it was for me to figure out, but it, It was. Uh, Italy was another notable place. Um, So just kind of peppered, you know, Europe uh, on over. Like, it's just, it seems to me that while they, because it happens from like lightning strike places, that it's like, it's not like you have necessarily bands of it that are huge. It's more just like, you got to find it. It's just sort of Um, speckled. Yeah. So that's like another thing. And so it's just there, just something that could be found and utilized In very large swaths of the planet, um, which makes it so interesting that you have just these individual, uh, like, cultural uses that sprang up around them. But they did—they dispersed around and they were utilized, uh, especially once they were discovered for their navigational abilities. And then the Vikings used them to navigate in ships uh, all around. So it's just, it's amazing to me, ancient humans and what they were able to figure out and do. And just be like, okay, if I rub this fucking needle here on this stone, it's going to point north and south. Fuck it. Let's hit the open seas. Let's go. Let's
1: go. like, Bro, if what? I lose GPS, I won't go to the Dollar General across my ha- Lake street. I won't do it. I don't know yeah. how they're doing that.
0: I don't either. It's it's amazing. It's just very, very, very interesting. And so with that, you get practices of load or you get lodestone present in lots of different types of practices and all kinds of different uses for lodestones. Uh, you, like in North America, it has deep, deep ties in conjure practices such as hoodoo and Appalachian conjure. Uh, they're used quite often in in that practice and it was really in kind of looking into kind of like Appalachian conjure stuff that I really like saw a lot of lodestone stuff for the first time I was like what is going on with these lodestones like it's a weird word you know a lot
1: of a lot of books about like Appalachian uh, folklore magic and stuff like that especially in the using it to feed something
0: yeah yeah and because like that's where we come from that's yeah. where we've been able to trace back our little uh, our pathway of magical lineage comes from there and so it's just something that i saw a lot when looking up at that kind of um yeah that like practice of appalachian folk magic up there so if you've seen it before you've seen it that's it's yeah it's definitely they are present and it makes sense because they are also found seemingly quite often in the u.s and so you use what you find and you see these incredible things that have this property absolutely you're going to use it in magic um because it's 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 alive, you know. So there is uh, there's examples of lodestones being used in China for divination, uh, using like the movement of them, like suspended from things and like using it that way. Uh, again, like I mentioned in medieval Europe, there was the use for uh, sp- like sp- keep like spouses faithful you know gotta keep your which this one was different because i think it specifically said wives and it's usually (laughs) the other way around (laughs) okay this keeps your wives uh there around which like where are they gonna go they can't do anything yeah 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 yeah. and and like
1: like, i you might murder me and it would probably be like yeah
0: yeah it's what do you mean so i don't really know but anyway i just thought that was kind of like Okay, sure. Huh. Um, and uh, I, they were used medicinally, interestingly enough. So this is dating back to the fifth century for certain uh, in Europe, it was documented that they were, uh, sometimes they were ground up. Now, I don't know if people were drinking these or if they were like <laughs> used in... Salves so. or something? I don't know, but they were ground up apparently sometimes. Uh, but they were utilized to try to help cramps, including menstrual cramps. Apparently uh, in Greece, um, they were. I if they a, thought
1: like the iron in the blood. I don't know. Maybe.
0: I have no idea. I don't know. And I, um, I, I also said they were a hail mary option in trying to uh, like uh, treat bubonic plague. <laughs> Which she done, it didn't work. How'd that go, yeah. (laughs) It didn't work. Um, But it was obvious that these stones were different. And it makes sense that kind of superstition was placed around them, you know? Like, until later on, like, magnets could be created. Like, these were the first magnets, Mm -hmm. you know? With, like, that's amazing, you know? And they, like, it just makes sense that not only were they deemed magical and special and also useful for navigational purposes but as something that has a mind of its own perhaps Uh, a bit of a will uh, a range of motion in which it can grab and draw things to it that it wants and there were uh, some practices utilize using two lodestones Uh, And this can depend on uh, how you want to utilize them. So this can be in attracting two things together. So you have like, you know, like two stones or almost like you attract the good and use the other to repel the bad as, you know, like magnets uh, work like that. And uh, so that was a really interesting thing. Another way that you can that you can use them. So lodestones uh, are believed to help balance the energy field. You know they're they're magnetic and and uh, so you know meditation that can they can uh, perhaps be a good meditation tool uh, to just kind of have that energy going on. And I like the idea of like feeding it like a paperclip or something before you yeah. meditate. And just <laughs> be like all right, let's see good where boy. this goes. You know. And um, so anyway, that's a that's an overview on the lodestones Like I don't feel like I was even able to scratch the surface. Fists on this because it was so vast and all over the world and there's so many individual neat things just like that you could do a whole episode just on like what they did in China mm-hmm. you know um so it was very interesting and I um it makes me see the humble lodestone much more differently because sometimes you walk into a metaphysical shop and you might just see them kind of sitting there like a couple of dusty rocks and you're like yeah you know yeah. but uh I there's a lot of power yeah, yeah, I want this aura quartz, because this looks fucking hot. No, I, there's some cool shit with the lodestone, and uh, just so it's neat knowing that when you're holding something, not only was it perhaps struck by lightning, which is always sick, cool. Sick. I mean, the witch the witch in me is just like,
1: yeah, yeah. awesome. And tight. also the the Lieutenant Captain Dan.
0: Oh, the storm lover in me is also, yes, yeah, storm witch, big time into that. Um, but it's just to know you're holding something that just had such an impact over the course of human history. And I just, I find that very, I find that very, very interesting um, to just think about m- mapping, mapping out how that all went down. Uh, people with magnets and all of that. So, yeah, there you go.
1: Magnets. How do they work? How do they work? <laughs> I don't know the rest of the song. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks, yeah. Mace.
0: You're welcome. Mm-hmm.
1: Can I tell you a brief story? before? I always. Left? Okay. I, um, something you said, and I could not tell you what, but something you said sparked a memory of me driving to my parents' house this weekend, where we had, you know, or this past weekend, where we had our little pool party and got together, and and I was covered in sunscreen in my car, jamming out to tunes, and I, uh, was, like, already in my swimsuit with, like, just, like, a cover-up over it, and I I was ready to party, and I was, like, in a good mood. The AC was on. It, it was just one of those. Gotcha. Yeah. Cruising, you know. And I'm sitting there and I'm hot shit. I'm singing the songs. Got my window like a little bit open, but not much because it's fucking hot. And I looked over. And I got. The biggest scare of my life. I screamed. <laughs> I got legitimately scared by two. Of the most ramshackle children drew this scarecrows I have ever seen. Dude, in
0: my life. scarecrows. I've been actually freaked out by a couple scarecrows that I've seen this season. Like, some people can make some really freaky ones.
1: It wasn't even, it wasn't even, it wasn't even like, a, you know, like a Jeepers Creepers moment. No, you know? they can it just be just, freaky looking. It was just like a cardboard cutout of like, you know, you know when they kind of look like they're t-posing? Yeah. That's all it was. It was just two of them standing there with their arms out, and they looked more like Raggedy Ann than like mm-hmm. people or anything. And it, it scared me so bad, but I had such a "You're not hot shit" slap down because I was yeah. fucking cruising, and then and then I screamed, screamed at the top of my lungs at scarecrows, and I was That's like, I, I'm, I'm basically a magpie." Them.
0: I love it. That's basically the situation in Big Lebowski when he's really feeling himself and hitting the ceiling of his car and then it all just goes south.
1: Yeah, doesn't, doesn't it flip or something? Yes. Yeah. yeah I, don't,
0: I can't exactly remember, but I remember it just immediately goes so sour so quickly from such a sweet moment.
1: Oh, God. All I can think of is in that movie is when they shove his head in that gross toilet in the very beginning. It makes me sicky. Wow. Anyway. Okay. Listen, I'm going to talk to you now about parsley. Sage Rosemary and <gasps> Thyme. Did you just write that? I
0: did. I just, I've been thinking of how the melody, uh, you know, the melody I was going to use mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole time. I think good. that's the one I'm going to go with.
1: Good, good, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, wow. But before I talk to you about parsley, I want to talk to you about not parsley. Because there's some things out here, there's some things there that we can, this is not one of those where it's like, hey, nothing really looks like this, so you can't really confuse it with it. There's some stuff, okay? First of all, poison hemlock. Yeah. Uh, One of the most dangerous plants that can be mistaken for parsley. It looks similar, but if you eat it, it is highly toxic. Uh, So...
0: I've heard even just like handling like sometimes like if you pull up a bunch and you don't know that's what it is and you pull it up and you're and you're handling it a lot and you're just like messing like that can make you fucking sick like even just being around it and handling it on a hot day
1: and shit. I scared the crap out of myself and this is why you always need to make sure you know what you're doing. I scared the crap out of myself once when I was a teenager and I have always had a very irregular cycle and I could like feel it coming I could but it just I just wouldn't start mm-hmm. you know and I was like please please just start I got desperate and I looked up and of course I'm a stupid teenager at this point so I don't think about anything else but I'm like okay it says here if you get parsley you can make a parsley sure. tea and it can you know and I went out and I grabbed some parsley but then I started seeing all this stuff about like hey be sure it's not poison hemlock because that can grow wild and it'd be real bad so I just kind of sat there for a couple of hours and I was like just waiting to see if I died and I didn't. Did you anyway, get it from
0: the store or did you go find some outside?
1: I ripped it out of the yard. Uh oh,
0: I guess I guess I guess such a witch was growing some.
1: Uh yeah. Uh, and you know, and I didn't really much think to ask. I think after the fact I asked dad, "You sure that's parsley?" You know, and he was like, "Yeah." But uh it was like kind like, of off to the side off of yeah. the garden, so I yeah. I didn't really Anyway, be careful.
0: I'm glad you didn't die.
1: Uh, Me too. Me too. You know, always look it up for yourself to be sure. But uh, hemlock, poison hemlock will grow taller usually than parsley Mm -hmm. and has purple spotted stems. So that is something. There's also something called fool's parsley. Cute. (laughs) I love that it's just calling you an idiot. Uh, But it it closely resembles true parsley. uh, And it can also be highly toxic and should not be consumed. It has finely divided leaves that can grow in uh, a similar, uh, I'm sorry, it has finely divided leaves and grows in similar environments as parsley. Mm. Just be sure you know what you're getting. There's also uh, water hemlock. It grows uh, in a similar shape. However, it has a hollow stem, whereas parsley has a solid stem. Uh, And then there's some other ones that aren't toxic, like cilantro, even... Now, when I go to the store and I need to get cilantro, I double check to make sure it's not parsley because I've gotten burned before because I want some delicious, delicious cilantro. And I get home and it's fucking parsley and I get mad every time. I have had that happen once uh, and it is devastating. And I like, it.
0: I like parsley, but I was, man, I don't like it near as much as I like my cilantro, bro.
1: Yeah, no, I like parsley's fine, but it's not going to go in my salsa.
0: No, man. Shut up. Mm.
1: So now we are going to talk about parsley. Okay. So we've got two main types of parsley. We've got curly parsley or petrosinillium crispum variant crispum.
0: Oh crispum. And, crispum
1: and I like flat it. flat leaf, or also sometimes called Italian parsley, which is mm-hmm. uh crispum variant Neapolitanum, which is fun. Okay. So curly parsley is looks exactly yeah, it's got these tight little curls of it's He's cute you look curly green leaves and that's the one that is often used as a garnish i feel like that and a lemon slapped on the side of your plate i've seen that that yep. that, that that shit confused me as a child i was garnishes. like garnishes garnishes confused yeah, me i was I, like what do you I do feel like this? you're
0: gonna get some You know, like you get a you get a, a flat of oysters you're gonna get like a lemon and mm-hmm. some parsley mm-hmm.
1: just you're on gonna there. get parsley on there yeah yeah and then, and then an adult explains the concept of garnishes, and as a child, you're like, so it's just, just sat here, I'm just supposed to throw it. It's you. essentially
0: what? the same thing as a throw pillow.
1: Yeah, and, yeah and, and but at the same time, they tell you not to waste food when you're a kid, so you're sitting there like, the fuck is this? I
0: usually eat the garnish. <laughs> I just do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, oh, my gosh. Uh... uh, uh, uh. And then uh, flat-leaf parsley has broader, flatter leaves, as indicated by its name. Sure. Uh, and that's usually the choice for cooking. However, this is to your personal taste. Curly parsley has a, a fresh taste. Uh, however, it is much milder compared to the flat-leaf parsley. Uh, and some people think it's we'll describe it as less flavorful uh. while broadleaf parsley or Italian parsley has a robust flavor and it is better to use for cooking, um, in, in things such as stews or sauces or soup, like kind of strong, hearty dishes. Um, and, but like I said, you can, you can choose however you do it. You can eat both of these types of parsley. So it's really not that big of a deal, but parsley is native to the Mediterranean region. And we're talking specifically like the parts of of Europe where Europe meets West Asia or Western Asia and its origins can be traced back to the area, uh, uh, the areas of Greece, Italy, and Turkey. And it is deeply intertwined into the culinary traditions of the Mediterranean.
0: Mm, The best, dude, I the best. Fucking food Got in the
1: world. So hungry this morning. I was just sort of like going over my notes, polished, getting these you know kind of ready and rereading over them, and I was just getting so fucking hungry because here in a minute I, I must have been hungry because I go into like some some like foods anyway. Awesome. So uh, actually, it's right now. Right now, I go into foods. So oh, here are some popular dishes that prominently feature parsley. So not even just like as uh, it's there. It's, it's like kind of the cornerstone of it. Uh, Tabuli, which is a Med- uh, Middle Eastern salad with tomatoes and herbs. I love it. Yeah, uh, there's also uh, grimalata, which is an it- which reminded me of the Grimace Shake. But whatever, uh, it's an Italian condiment. <laughs> what made- a time
0: to be alive with this fucking Grimace Shake,
1: dude, shit. brother! What a turn this is all taken. <laughs> Um, it's you know I'm more likely to get a grimace shake now than I ever was absolutely
0: and I was talking to Hunter about it I was like we've (laughs) just gotta at least try one to figure out what what, I just need to know you know
1: (laughs) oh my god I might get one today I'll report back Um, uh, yeah grimalata is an Italian condiment made with uh, parsley lemon zest and garlic and it's uh, parsley is also used as a garnish for chimichurri which is an Mm. Argentinian sauce made with parsley, garlic, vinegar, spices, and it's served with grilled meats. That's the part that I just blacked out, I think, when we started to talk about chimichurri and grilled meats.
0: When I think about parsley, I think about chicken noodle soup. And it makes my heart ache right now because that sounds so good. good Um, But I put parsley, yeah, like homemade, like you make it from scratch Mm -hmm. and I always put fresh parsley in it.
1: Uh, Listen, there are a few things I love more than a homemade chicken noodle soup and few things I hate more less than a canned chicken noodle soup. Canned chicken do- it, it makes me, me sad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes me really sad. I it's, thought I, I hated yeah. it
1: for, for so long until I had like a, a homemade chicken noodle soup. I was like, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a big difference.
1: Anyway, <clears throat> so I'm going to be busting some parsley myths do this okay oh, please one, do i'm gonna bust some myths out the first one a lot of people out there think that parsley is actually nothing more than a decorative garnish that it has no nutritional value whatever that it's sort of like uh iceberg lettuce or something
0: however wow, not being that dark and green
1: yeah, exactly it but it's more than just a, a a pretty a pretty face a pretty plate accessory okay. what's another word for accessory that starts with p so i can alliterate Shit. <laughs> anyway. Uh so parsley is rich in vitamins and minerals, making it a nutritional powerhouse. Okay, listen, here, listen here. It's packed with vitamin K which is good for uh your blood clotting and bone health. It also contains a high level of vitamin C. Mm-hmm. The anti- you can usually
0: bank on that with dark like dark leafy dark, greens uh, dark and dark green. yeah, yeah, you see that you know there's spinach. probably some vitamin C in there.
1: There's also significant amounts of vitamin A, folate, and iron. But it doesn't stop there. Parsley holds antioxidant properties. It's, uh, of course, got that vitamin C, but it also has flavonoids, which I'm still not really sure what that is, but uh, carotenoids, <clears throat> Excuse me. And, as we know, these antioxidants can help fight against harmful free radicals which can contribute to chronic diseases and on the lower end of that spectrum aging uh visible signs of aging and and stuff like that chlorophyll so the vibrant green color of parsley is due to its high chlorophyll content uh it has been associated with numerous health benefits detoxification anti-inflammatory potential and alleged cancer fighting properties um I see a lot of people putting chlorophyll into their drinks now, like as powders and stuff like that. Um, Anywho. So it is not just making a a pretty plate. It it is very useful to your body. Uh, It can be used through culinary uses. Uh, Like I said, put it in your, throw it in your salad. Why did I say it could be used in culinary uses? That's what we're talking about. Sometimes (laughs) I don't know where I go when i do this anyway it's okay. add it to your salads throw some in your soup uh it mer- it's a good it's a good little addition to like let it leach into your marinades mm. uh just to get some of those properties some of those delicious vitamins a c and k now let's talk about the history okay so parsley's been cultivated and used since ancient times and like I said, was believed to originate in the Mediterranean region. Uh, so it was, it went hand in hand with the Greeks and the Romans. And they held held parsley in high regard and used it in various aspects of their lives. Such as in ancient Greece, parsley was associated with festivities and celebrations. Um, they would make reeds and garlands and Little little hats, paper hats, paper birthday hats, um, for the ladies. They were banging at these festivities, <laughs> and they would wear these garlands and shit at the athletic games, and they would wear them at banquets. But like, also, it parsley was also connected to funerals and cool. funeral rites, and Great. would be placed near tombs. Um, so there's that it, it, the duality,
0: death okay. and
1: celebration. Um. yeah, but it, it would cover the, the grave. A symbol winner ever has it covered the graves of my forefathers. I
0: was fucking cover the waiting grave on you to throw that out. I knew it. I knew it was coming.
1: <laughs> I can't hear about a plant being on a grave without yep. thinking of it. Which, by mm-hmm. the way, is the most I ever feel for Theoden. When yes. he, like, is outside of a son's grave and he's like crying. That's yes. when I'm like, oh. That's the crazy.
0: one scene I'm like, okay, I, I feel you on this. And then he yeah. goes right back to just ignoring us. everyone else's advice because I'm the king.
1: Yeah. Being a, a real downer.
0: You people, <laughs> oh, you came to help me and you saved my life. Oh, well, you know what? Fuck you.
1: Where was Gondor? Where was Gondor? Where was uh, Gondor? Uh, go- <laughs> Medical <laughs> uses. <Okay. laughs> So, ancient civilizations, again, like the Greeks Romans, but also Egyptians, believed wholeheartedly in the healing properties of parsley. It was used to treat digestive ailments, kidney problems, and used as a diuretic, um, which isn't too far off from the truth. Uh, some of the properties within parsley can be anti-inflammatory. It is a diuretic, um, So it it was helpful within a a, a medical arsenal. Uh, They would also use this in sort of symbolic meanings. So some cultures believed that parsley was good to ward off spirits or protect you against misfortune or to bring good luck. But uh, what I thought was cute is it was seen as a symbol of hospitality and was used as a decorative element on Dining tables for, like, dinner parties. So you'd okay. go over, you'd have dinner, and so, you know, you'd go over, have your little ancient Greek dinner party, and the table would just be covered with parsley. Um, they would also chew it after meals to freshen their breath, which I hope so, because if you know anything about the Romans, uh, them vomitoriums, baby. Anyway. <laughs> so... After it was introduced to outside of the the Mediterranean region, it became popular to throw into herbal remedies. And it was mostly used at this point for kidney disorders, uh, for diuretic, for the diuretic properties that it had. And I would be remiss if I did not talk about parsley's history with ending pregnancy of course uh so parsley is not recommended today in this day and age uh to consume in large amounts when you are pregnant because it does contain compounds that may stimulate the uh the uterus and cause contractions uh and high doses of it can cause uh the ending of a pregnancy now take that for what you will anytime we hear this we know through history that that was taken and used specifically for that purpose um, yeah. and even i i have seen people even and, and this is awful that this is something that you even have to turn to but i have seen even today people be like well you know there's this old you know there you know people online talking about like using it now for the same purpose yes yeah you know safe yeah safe measures i I don't know that's
0: it's a complicated topic and like with this it's just something like guys you just got to be careful you know and it's like this is something that needs to be talked about because it is a very i mean you can't hardly talk about parsley and not know about this it is worth talking about but it's also something that it's like you just got to be really careful and it's not even necessarily just being like yeah go ahead it's like the it's a very it's a complicated issue you know and it does fucking blow that so many people us included are in an area now to where it's like (laughs) too fucking bad um but with everything you just have to really do your research be very careful and um don't take our fucking advice ever
1: no absolutely not not when it comes to this stuff uh but what i can tell you and what i did want to get into is because i know sometimes and and again coming from an area where people um, are losing the they're losing autonomy over themselves um, or it is being questioned or threatened blah blah blah, you know what it is. Uh, there's a there's a level of desperation that comes with that and I have seen people be desperate in desperate times, desperate measures and all that but so I just I know with all the warnings that people can still hear stuff like that and be like, oh okay, this is what I, this is what's gonna save me here. Uh, So I wanted to talk a little bit about the not contraindications. So, well, I guess I get a little bit into the contraindications, but uh, some of the the risks of parsley. So if you uh, hold on. If you are experiencing any kind of kidney disorder or taking diuretic medication, uh, be careful when you consume a large amount of parsley or uh, parsley-based products, which I didn't even know about that in the kidneys. Macy, take note. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of people can actually be allergic to certain compounds within parsley and not know it. Uh, It can counteract with blood thinning medications. It can uh, interact with lithium, um, other medicines that affect the liver. And it also uh, contains oxalates, which can contribute to the formation of kidney stones if you are susceptible. So, like, even if you're just making Mm -hmm. a parsley tea for, like, the antioxidants, like, be careful. Um, But like I said, I I did as a teen google it for five seconds uh and and i didn't even see it for that purpose it was just starting a period that was late and like i didn't you know i wasn't worried about being pregnant or anything you know at that time but like i i just wanted them contractions sometimes
0: you just need that fucking train to get rolling right.
1: yeah you yeah. know and i and and i just typed that in and it available to me as a dumb teenager after two seconds of googling something uh can be dangerous yeah. But, you know, if you know what you're doing, it can also be helpful. But like I said, I kind of also thought I might have poisoned myself. Yeah, you
0: poisoned yourself today, <laughs> Yeah, so that's, you know, that's the example. Yeah.
1: All right, let's get into some mundane uses for parsley. And I want to start here by busting another parsley myth. Okay. So, there's a myth out there. And I this has taken me back to, like, the early aughts when you would hear shit like this. But, Macy, did you know that eating parsley makes you lose weight instantly?
0: I did not know that. Wow, that's a bold, hot take there.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And there's another one that says that a chewing parsley can cure, and I mean eliminate, a hangover. Is that right? So, wow. Let's get Let's get into it. Let's we'll start with this hangover one. So, one of the reasons that this was thought is uh, one of the main things you can do to sort of ease. The feelings of a hangover is to cure your dehydration uh, because alcohol leads to increased peeing, which can re- uh, which can result in loss of fluid and electrolyte, blah, 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 blah. So if you eat it, if you eat it, if you ate some par- parsley, it, it does contain some water. Perhaps you made a parsley tea. I, I don't know. Maybe you put it in a soup, which can be hydrating. And like I said, it is nutrient rich with all of this shit. It's got some of that, you know, so like maybe it would help a little. Um, I, I really don't know where this came from, but... Uh, that's all I can think of is like, it's, it's heavy in vitamins and mm-hmm. maybe somebody, somebody once was like, this is a hangover cure. And it just sort of caught on because again, yeah, it's, it's, it is
0: pungent to over, too. It's like, got a very medicinal, I'll try pungent. Yeah. It's a pungent kind of taste, pungent flavor. Um, yeah. Maybe that's, you know, it tastes yeah. like medicine sometimes. Like, okay. It's kind of got that taste. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, also the diuretic property within parsley seems like the, it seems like this would be counterintuitive to me, but I guess if you're also drinking water uh, maybe it's you think you're, you're peeing the <laughs> you're peeing the old alcohol out. I, I don't know what people's thought on this was, but no it's not a hangover cure. Now let's get into this weird weight loss thing um, so <laughs> in the same vein of the hangover thing, uh, it is thought that this, lose weight instantly it's in, it reminds me of when people are like eat celery because it's calorie deficit uh because you know the two calories you would have you would burn by yeah, chewing yeah but it it's like it's net negative or whatever yeah. yeah okay dude whatever <laughs> um, parsley uh has that that piss quality to it, so you you eat your parsley, it's gonna make you pee. So yeah, you can eliminate a little bit of excess water weight. Uh, however, of course, this is not significant, nor is no, it really and lasting. it can just dehydrate you and add and
0: lead to more. It can just dehydrate you and lead to more water retention.
1: Oh God! Oh God, dude! Anytime I think of somebody being dehydrated, I just think of Henry Cavill when he's like. You remember he, like, dehydrated yeah. himself so he could look good yeah. in that tub seat? Which is
0: very common. Jeez. Generally, most bodybuilding competitions, anything like that, um, it's, it's pretty common to do a bit of, like, a dehydration cycle so you look really super shredded. It's a, it's a really, it's not to say that it's, like, you know, ideal, but it is a pretty common practice in, like, aesthetic type like of, that like, last... bodybuilding.
1: As long as a bodybuilding competition. Like, I feel like it lasts as long as you get the shot for that scene. You know what I mean? I just feel like as soon as you drink a little bit of water, that's over. So it's your body's just, just like, please, goddamn. let's
0: puff back up again, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So don't be trying to do it for like your wedding or something. because Just
0: drink your water. Drink your water. Guys, drink your water. Your body wants water. Your fucking brain wants yeah. water. water. Like, dude, just drink your water. It's not worth it
1: I, I meant to say your brain but i said your water now i feel dumb it's okay all right uh also this this myth was highly circulated around the time macy you'll remember this the time of the miracle diet the god the the early aught crash diet fucking childhood man are was so damaging my guy so it was damaging. a really
0: really hard time to grow up image wise for sure it was all about yeah. aesthetics and weight loss and like yeah. every every parent's house had like 14 books on the shelf like fucking south beach yes. diet and like yes. all of the every it was just that was all it was about
1: that's all it was and and my relationship with food it's something i'm still healing from because like my relationship with food is fucked um and it, and the more i like kind of learn about it and I talk to other people around our age it's like ah that's what it is oh for sure (laughs) it was was the Atkins diet it was the eat bacon and cheese at every meal diet
0: well and it just also the attitudes like I mean that was a really gross time when it came to talking about bodies and it was also a very 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 skinny 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 time like a very um like could like all, leaving nutrition and health behind yeah. To just be very thin And that was my more my avenue Was at struggling with that You know, especially growing up with a lot of muscles And being like, no, this isn't going to work I have to starve And um, it was, yeah, it was a rough time It was
1: awful Do you remember Jessica Simpson When she wore those cute little high-waisted pants And she looked thick as hell And everybody was like, she's
0: fat! Dude, I, same with like Kelly Clarkson and like, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I, I, it was so fucking toxic. Like it's so bad. Um, and I look but back at like, it every now and again, and I'm like, how in the world? Like that, those like how? 10 years, like 2000 through 2010 were rough.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and, and what's funny and it's not funny, but I mean, it's just interesting in a cosmic sort of way. Sure. Is if you look at that specifically, that picture of Jessica Simpson that got so big and was all over the place and everybody was laughing at her. That feels like the standard here in the past couple of years. It's like I that, am like, happy you wanna, about that. You yeah, I am like that.
0: very no, happy about know. that that it's because it, it like looking back now, it, it was pretty I would consider a lot of what was considered like the ideal norm to I would consider it dangerous. yeah uh, and it was like the ideal standard you worked toward, and of course it fucked up a whole generations of what image should be like, oh, you yeah. know because it even disregarded frame. You know, because that's an important thing is body, not all bodies are made to be like right. that, you know, and it's just like, no, 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 you just gotta, right. you just gotta go, you just have to, otherwise you, you're wrong, you don't, you're not what anybody wants. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, like, it's so dangerous.
1: And then uh, Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie came out and blew everybody's sticks away.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was very... Very rough. Like, I remember always just being devastated that I was never going to be a size zero. It's never going to happen. And I was just a little bit of a failure because of it.
1: I remember crying one time. And this was like, I don't know, maybe 13. I was that like 12, 13, like that age. And I remember like straight bawling because I was like, no matter what, I'm never going to know what it's like to have a flat stomach. And I remember just that was There's So there's a lot of things wrong with that <laughs> but yeah anyway. it
0: sucks and like i don't i've well, okay here's the deal i don't want to discount what you just said because it's very but you sounded just like nadia when she does her hypnotism like she's like you sounded just like it when you said
1: your little that's what i sound like when i cry uh okay all right parsley parsley my guy it was a departure Oof. so Uh, yeah, the weight loss industry, we, we, I filled with fad, fad diets. We talked about that already. I'm going to skip over this part a little bit, but parsley's claims may have been a little exaggerated, uh, because it was looked to as one of those fat burning miracle ingredient, uh, that boosted your metabolism and all this shit, but really it was just something that was healthy and it made you pee. Um, and so, okay. uh, you know, that's, that's what I think a lot of those fat diets were, uh, especially a lot of those like juice diets that you could buy, like at want like South Beach wasn't South Beach, like a chug this big thing of juice, but it's all you get to eat for a week.
0: Yeah, you're getting no actual nutrition at all. And it's, <laughs> it's yeah, just it's colored just, water.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's very, yeah. Um, but now I want to talk about Not myths. I want to talk about things that parsley actually does do and what you can use it for. And the first one, and the most, I feel, practical, perhaps, one is freshening your breath. Yes. So it has... Natural breasts, breast has natural breasts. Freshen Um, your breasts. Freshen your, get your breasts freshened. Uh, But it can help to combat your bad breath by neutralizing your odors. And this happens because of the high chlorophyll uh, content and also the volatile oils within it. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, I was was like, how practical? You know, because a lot of the times we see things like, oh, I don't know, clove and other things that are like, oh, this will freshen your breath. But how often you just have that lying around? Like, how often is that more uh, within reach than a stick of gum or brushing your teeth, right? But if you're at a restaurant, you just ate something. There very well might be a sprig of parsley there to make your plate look pretty. Shove that in your mouth, chew on it a little bit, and then you get to kissing. Yeah, bro. Uh, Parsley, parsley, also traditional use as well as the use for uh, use today is digestive aid. It helps to uh, soothe a, a bloated tummy, indigestion, gas, and it does through, through its carminative properties. Uh, we've been over the diuretic effects, <laughs> um, but it can make you pee for any reason that you would want to do that. It holds antioxidant and anti-inflammatory benefits, uh, as long as, as long as well as the vitamin C we already talked about. It's rich in all the other. Uh, vitamins a c k um, skin care parsley is actually a part of some people's homemade like topical skincare treatments. Uh, you can use it to make uh, facial masks or toners uh, you can make a toner by actually steeping your fresh parsley in boiling water allow it to cool then you strain it and keep the liquid boom you got a parsley toner and you might want this because parsley has astringent properties which may improve the skin texture uh and it may help reduce the appearance of textural issues it also has the uh, anti-inflammatory effects so because of the vitamin c in it and uh everything like that it could be good for eczema rosacea acne it has skin brightening properties it is soothing and calming so if you have redness itchiness irritations or if you have um sensitive skin or like more of a reactive skin. Uh, There's also antimicrobial properties. So if you struggle with acne, this could be, you know, perhaps a a tonic that you use in conjunction with whatever else you got going on. Uh, And then also it is said that if you just make it into an herbal tea, that it's going to, because of all the things in it, just kind of help naturally make your skin look better. Plus you're also hydrating, which is good for your skin. Let's see i have a little bit of a grim tale uh but it's a little bit of history have you ever heard of the parsley massacre no what okay also known and this gets a little dark here okay but it's it's history okay uh it's also known as the parsley genocide or el corte it it was a, a a tragic event that occurred in the dominican republican republic in 1937 And it was a state-sponsored mass unaliving. (laughs) Good God, state-sponsored. Uh-huh. During this period, tensions were high between the Dominican Republic and Haiti when they shared the island of Hispanola. The country, uh, the dictator of the Dominican Republic, uh, Trulio? I'm so sorry. I should know how to pronounce these things better. But uh, Trulio, uh, so... He was driven by anti-Haitian sentiments. So everything about this uh, is rooted in racism and xenophobia and a desire to create a more uh, homogenous Dominican society. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So what they did was is Trulio got his soldiers, known as the Dominican Army, to identify Haitians and... uh, Haitian supporters, and the method that they used to do this was to ask people to simply just pronounce the Spanish word for parsley. Mm. And now I can't say this, but I believe it's like, per- perijil, per- sorry, p e r e j i l. The pronunci- uh but the pronunciation between the words uh, between Haitian Creole uh, and Spanish would show it would betray you basically uh, and ultimately lead to someone's execution. But this became the Parsley massacre and it had a significant and lasting impact on the relationship between the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Um, It exacerbated the xenophobia, the sense of like fear and, and the hatred between the two. Yeah. That's sad. Uh, It was awful. And so that's
0: interesting that I'm curious to know. So I, so the word pronunciation, then I guess it would just display. So, like the I, I looked it up. I guess it's perahil, Is how it looks like. It, but like, is it? They would just notice the subtle difference in inflection depending on whether they were from the Dominican side or the Haitian side, and that was all it took.
1: Yeah. God. Yeah. Man, the that's pronunci- so scary. Uh, the pronunciation. What I wrote is the pronunciation of the word in Haitian Creole, which differs from the Spanish, often betrayed the person's Haitian origin, leading to the golly.
0: So, oh my God! That's yeah. Awful.
1: Uh, and, and it's scary because it seems like it's not, it's not like, it, it's a very under the radar question. You know what I mean? It's not like, hey, do you sympathize with Haiti? Get out of here. It's like, hey, say Parsley.
0: Yeah, it's, it, this is not like a direct comparison, but it reminds me a little bit of the scene in *Inglorious Bastards* when he does the German way of counting, or the American way of counting yes. on his three yeah. instead of yeah. the, something yeah. so it, simple as that. Like, that's so fucking scary. That's
1: awful. can really, yeah, yeah. But that was in uh, the 30s, and that was – I just – I know it's awful, and it's terrible, and I know there's a lot of history around that, but, like, I just thought it was a really – I hate to say interesting, but it was just an interesting – I've never heard of that kind of thing being – done like that's how they did it and so many people lost such a flippant
0: way way. yeah such a flippant way to identify when human lives are in the balance you know like just yeah something so
1: so small led to a huge huge thing but yeah that's the the parsley massacre but so the next little part let me jump into the metaphys. so in some now this is a historical part of metaphys, but in some cultures, it was believed that growing parsley required (laughs) speaking ill words or committing sinful acts. I don't know why. It was thought that parsley seeds took a long time to germinate because they needed to visit the devil nine times and hear his blessings before sprouting. Therefore, it was uh, a superstition that transplanting parsley would bring bad luck to the household. Now, even with all of that, this is one of those weird things where it was like, uh, it needed ill and it visited the devil, but you can also use it to protect against evil. Yes. (laughs) Commonly used against evil evil spirits and negative energies. It also has a place in love and romance. In some traditions, parsley was associated with love and it was believed that carrying it or wearing parsley could attract love. Uh, and it could also make your existing relationships stronger. And it was sometimes added to love potions, which I feel like it's cute. Cause I feel like if you go and you like take a love potion, you're just going to be like peeing all night. You're going to be like, what's <laughs> happening? Um, Uh, psychic abilities and divination uh, it's partially sometimes used by one who might be looking to connect to the spirit realm communicate with spirits uh, enhance your divination skills you can also use it to cleanse and purify space Uh, you can use it to remove negative energies clear blockages Uh, there was also a tie to fertility and childbirth um, now, of course, anytime fertility is mentioned, this can be a biological fer- fertility, or it can be more uh, can a more what's it conceptualized fertility? Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But however, it was used in a very literal bio- biological, I guess, fertility sense where it would promote fertility in women. Uh, and I it, and it also says assist with childbirth. Now, I'm assuming this is because of the uterine contractions. If you're super pregnant. Maybe they would like give you parsley to kind of help kick that off. Parsley might be one of those foods listed to like eat if you are trying to give birth and you're like forty fucking weeks along.
0: I could know Um, again any less about that. Yeah, I don't know dick shit about any of that.
1: Mm, 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 mm. Also, uh, if you give parsley as your offering. It reflects reverence and gratitude, and it is seen as a symbol of abundance and vitality and blessings. Today, we still use a lot of those. We still use parsley for a lot of those. But today, parsley is used particularly for protection and purification, um, and it is used to cleanse space and perhaps dried to be put into your smoke glands. I also like the practice of using fresh-cut herbs and flowers and stuff like that to help absorb negativity around you um a, a practice for me is going to be having trying to keep cut flowers in my house as mm. a protective you know kind of like a sponge uh i, I just like that it, it makes sense to me it makes a lot of sense sure. to me. and then you get into like there's a lot of like south american cultures that do i believe it's like what is it like limpa limpa massage or and it's um, have you ever seen the the ceremony where uh someone is almost smacking someone with like a bouquet of fresh flowers and it's sort of the same idea. Now that is a cultural thing, but I just find it fascinating and I really mm-hmm. like the idea of uh plants, you know, people say, Hey, if your house plants are dying, maybe you should check yeah into your, No, I I do like that. I like that too. And stuff. Uh but that's gonna be something that I try to do. Plus it's just cheery, you know, it cheers you mm-hmm. up having some flowers in the house. But um, I saw some sunflowers on the side of the road the other day, and I almost spat. I was so excited. I was like, (laughs) give me some of those. Uh, Let's see. Also, because of parsley's tie to health and healing, or at least its use in that, it can be used in your healing spells or the spells that you have to promote physical well-being, boosting your energy levels, maybe aiding or recovering from an illness. If you have like a sick room spray that you spray and clean your rooms with after uh, a nastiness comes through, parsley is a good addition to this. Uh, we still use this in fertility magic. However, today it is a, it is a little bit more of that conceptual fertility. Um, and I'm sure you could use it if you wanted to actually conceive but again be careful when adjust, ingesting yeah, just ingesting <laughs> yeah yeah uh, let's see uh in some traditions it is used uh, as a communication facilitate like between the ancestors and spirits and it is seen as a very high honor uh like a high honoring to give that to give parsley as offering uh, well, that's there, me and that's wow. parsley
0: damn yeah, well wow. thank you for sharing that um that was that topic went all over the place.
1: It, it, it was a lot, yeah. Parsley, who knew? Let's talk about something uh, else. <laughs> Let's talk about Simcap. Oh God! So, if you haven't heard, we have decided what our season three of Simcap will be. Now we are I am, not sure when this will come out.
0: I'm taking the biggest inhale right now
1: yes okay macy please do us the honor and seagull meme at everyone what season three of SimCap will be
0: okay everyone listen to me listen to me right now
1: <laughs> hey all you people
0: hey all you people all right so charlie is granting me the esteemed privilege of guiding her and all of you on a grand adventure because over the course of about six weeks or so, I'm going to start work on divvying this up. I and we are going to be doing a book club style storytelling. It kind of like being like, and if you want, like, I'll be like, you can read to this far this week. You know, we're going to be I'm going to be telling Charlie and all of you the story of Cushiel's Dart by Jacqueline Carey. And get hype. I promise you you're interested like, even if you're like uh, like please do it there's audiobooks if you just want to like ca- like kind of like listen to like you can either listen after or before if you want to follow along because it is one of the most incredible stories and i'm only going to be able to hit the high notes of it because the world building that we're talking about here is just some of the best that i've ever encountered so yeah this will be good. this is probably coming after two weeks of wimp cap we're gonna have a little two week little yes little downtime window to where we're I'm going to be screaming a lot uh, in in outrage and frustration and incredulity. Yes. Yes, uh,
1: yes, If you are a fan of <laughs> or remember Bear Grylls or Man vs. Wild, you might want to turn, tune in for our, our wimply, captivating yeah. cap season. Uh, but after that, yeah, Macy is going to, in the style of drunk history, just sort of vomit upon me. I'm gonna tell story. you the story, and I'm gonna You're have to really—I'm I'm gonna excited. have to hold
0: hold myself in here, and I'm gonna have to be able to get through this story without just stopping on every delicious fucking bit of detail and world building that I wish I could. But I'm I'm gonna try to break this up and limit this series and plan it out ahead of time so I know where it's going. I know what the reading points will be so y'all can follow along. Because again, highly recommend it and support this author who wrote this great fucking d- nine book world kind of encapsulation it's just huge um but anyway so that's coming got a couple weeks of wimp cap just to kind of kick our let our hair down a little bit uh before Relax this
1: after the queen
0: charlotte. after queen charlotte we need a little bit of break uh that was very sad and very beautiful uh, and very um very sad. (laughs) And and, uh, so yeah, going to get into that. But please, if you've ever wanted to read Cushiel's Dart, or if you have and you want to hear it again, and this is also in celebration because guys, August 1st, listen to me. The long awaited retelling of Cushiel's Dart and the perspective of Jocelyn is coming out. So it's like if you did not know that was happening, Jocelyn's POV of Cushiel's Dart is coming out on August 1st. Okay. I've been waiting for this. So, if you so want to read aggressive. this, if you want to read this to kind of get ready for it, you can. Because we'll be, we'll be wrapping, like it'll be a little, we'll be going past it, but still, it's like you could read it and then read Cassiel's Servant, which is coming out. So, just fucking know that, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I, I personally have not seen Macy this excited about something. I am excited to talk about. Uh, the the series and to learn about it because this is something I have been like on and off thinking about getting into for when 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 did you first get it like three years ago
0: oh well I think it was it was 2019 when I first started reading those books when Kim recommended them
1: yeah yeah and and Kim is another reason that I'm so excited I I, I'm excited to uh to talk about this with Kim and and all you guys out there are like yeah it's so good let's talk um, and we can have all kinds of discussion in the comments and, uh, it'll be a good time, but check that out. That will be on our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash WBAH podcast. And there's other stuff over there. Listen, you can be a part of the Patreon shout out. A- access to extra content blogs s- spooky stuff silly stuff uh there's a private facebook group for certain tiers and monthly live streams and there's also one or two monthly bonus episodes and of course simply captivating yeah. so check and it out and zip
0: caps five bucks a month
1: yeah for yeah. five
0: dollars a month you get a whole extra fucking episode
1: yeah 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 and that's every what, week that is, that is a weekly thing yeah um unless we state otherwise because the series is uh it's, it's on a series basis, but yeah. Um, anyway, we've got an email address for advertising inquiries and spooky sowed entries, uh, wbahpodcast at gmail.com. Macy, tell them about our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and OnlyFans.
0: Uh, Facebook, come eat with us. Witch Amateur Hour. Just search Witch Witch Amateur Hour like everybody else does, and you can yeah. find it there. There's the Coven page You'll there that you can join. Patreon Coven, you can also find there. And request to join instagram is at which bitch amateur hour it's the only one that's right twitter is bitch hour uh which we don't ever use that twitter because twitter sounds increasingly more and more like a raging hot fucking dumpster fire uh yeah what do we do so there you go Uh, we're over on those places you can come look at them And uh, Charlie is at why, Charlie, why on Instagram. And I am at Macy Anise and it looks
1: like mayonnaise. It does look like mayonnaise. Macy, I also hear that you do a little bit of yoga.
0: There is yoga. There is yoga over at Macy Anise Yoga. We've been at it for over half a year now over there. Has it been a long Yes, bro, it's Damn. crazy. I uh, there's uh, 26 classes out over there now. There's 25 episodes of the podcast out over there now. Uh, one comes out every week of each class and podcast. And uh, yeah, all we're just rocking and rolling, rocking and cool. rolling over there.
1: Wow. Uh, I do some twitch. I do some twitching uh, occasionally. Really, I haven't a lot lately because my computer screen is f u c k e d. Yeah. Uh, however. I am soon starting the process—the long, complicated, and expensive process of building a PC. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna watch Henry Cavill do it, and I'm gonna do it. Okay, sure. And then I'll have a, an unofficial an thing, and I'll be able to do it more often. But also, sometimes I get a wild hair, and I just decide to jump on and make a sim. Anyway, I don't know. You come over and check it out, or don't. Listen, I'm not your mom twitch.tv slash charlie underscore with a y check it out all the links are down in the thing you know you know you know what it is you know what it is bitch you know what it is bitch should we clarify what that's from or should we just keep calling people bitches to their face i
0: guess we'll you know what let's just lean into it
1: yeah you know what it is bitch
0: it's a quick google away
1: (laughs) hold on i really want to see if it comes up if
0: If it actually works i'm gonna do it too because i'm curious. bitch <laughs> uh okay. yes All okay right. it yeah, does yeah, yeah. and yeah, it and the
1: first one is a uh, <laughs> is a link to that scene <laughs> and i just watched it and i forgot how he said you know what it is bitch <laughs>
0: you know what it is bitch it's so it. good
1: i love it so much okay well we're gonna get out of here thank you guys please don't forget about that print don't forget about uh saying happy birth to the lira and uh, also i love you I love you. Ich, ich liebe dich.
0: Oh, look at you using your German.
1: That's all I know.
0: It was good. Eh. I liked it. Eh. I, I, I don't. I, I know Hefeweizen.
1: Oh God damn it! Do I know Hefeweizen? Yeah, it's a
0: good one. It's, in my opinion, the best one. It's my favorite kind of beer. Is a Hefeweizen. I like
1: that, and I like hamburger.
0: Great hamburger
1: hamburger i Hamburg. also like computer spielen
0: Ooh! what does that mean
1: <laughs> uh so spiel is like play or game so um i remember my german teacher was like so if you're playing computer games it's computer spielen spiel which i'm not even really sure if that's correct but it has always stuck with me i if like you, it though. if you speak german and that's not right don't dash my dreams. But
0: should, don't also don't be surprised either, because I mean you know who you're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. I'm gonna go get a Grimace shake. <laughs> Dude, you better. Did you know that it's alleged that he's a taste bud? That's disgusting. That he's a lone giant taste.
1: Ew, bud. Ew! Why is he purple?
0: I. I that's just a running somebody. Is he on, somebody, like a
1: chow's tongue? Why is he that I, color?
0: I don't know. That is a good question. But it was like somebody really high up was like, oh, wait, you don't know he's a taste bud? I, I and have learned. everybody was like, uh, no, uh, we did no. not know Nobody. he was a taste bud. I thought he was a, chi-
1: I thought it was a purple chicken nugget. I thought he was a gumdrop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: He used to look different, apparently, because his name, he used to be a villain and he had four arms and he looked different. And then they decided to make him cute. And he's like, but he's also supposed to be a milkshake personified. Uh,
1: Okay. All I know is he is, Which is apparently uh, the newest icon for uh, the queer community, and I'm in for that.
0: I've really enjoyed watching how this has gone down. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't even have TikTok, but I, it's been so wild that I've been able to actually still know what's going on.
1: Get the grimace shakes. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, wow, what a time we live in. Uh, remember 2020? Remember when we all thought it was over? And now we're now we're talking about the grimace shakes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just spiraling all into madness together.
1: Yeah, the world has ended. We are getting yeah. sucked into a black hole. We're getting
0: sucked. I think that more and more every day. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm actually weirdly kind of comforted I,
1: by you it. You know what? Let it happen. Let it. May it be.
0: Just be Marcus. Just
1: finally. Yeah. All right, <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Get here. Goodbye. Bye.